in our third act. Okay. Um, he is the Serge like, husband of, um, uh, let me see. Okay. Joseph Della Sorte. Okay. Joseph Della Sorte. He's born in Yonkers, New York. He was in The Godfather Part Two as Michael's button man, uncredited. He was in Toma and Airwolf. Uh, I don't know, but in our plot, he will be a, a, a heavy. I think I recognize him from Godfather 2, Carl. Yeah, he was Michael's henchman number two uncredited. Where my kids play? You. Yeah. Where my, no, not my you, the other guy. Where I sleep. I Give almost died myself, Michael. Well, get a henchman to do it. You. No, not you. The second one. <laughs> uh, yes, sir, Mr. Coyote. Now, no, don't say Overhearing. Okay, basically what we're learning is I got I to gotta sell my father's art. I know you're the guy for it. But more importantly, I want these stolen paintings returned. Now, the thing is, if the stolen paintings get returned, it exposes... Um, uh, uh, hate myself. Hate myself. Well, fuck it. It exposes our art dealer who was in Modesty Blaze because he's been selling the forgeries. So if the originals show back up, everyone will know he robbed them of millions of dollars. So the last thing he wants to do is return those paintings. So it's very lucky that she has fallen into his lap because right. he can get to manipulate things. and Why would you have like an abandoned farmhouse filled with art? Now they're in the room staring at it and staring at the originals. And the husband is going to blackmail the other husband. Let's listen. Okay. <laughs> you got a, you're a snob. Oh, the door's unlocked. Come out. <laughs> They're lightly gay. Yes, I like the way the film did it, in which it doesn't make it a big deal that they're homosexual. But at the same time, because it's 86, they don't even say it. Yeah, right. It's just a quirk, I guess. Turn it back up, you. I want you to put a million dollars in this machine. A million dollars? It was a stupid. Did you say Swiss cheese? Because cheese is an important part. It's got calcium and nutrients. I'm on the phone, and I don't have the combination to that. Wouldn't I? Okay, it's enough. Now you just see that he's putting the squeeze on the husband saying, I want a million dollars or I'm going public about these forgeries and everything. Okay, so that's important to our plot. Uh-oh, gloves. That's not good, Carl. Yeah. 
Now, we don't know what's going on here, and they're walking in with just seeing the feet. But in two seconds, we're going to 100% know what's going on, so I don't get it. This is Bronson, and he knows where $10,000 in cash is hidden from Ragnar. So he's bringing it to his lover, the soon-to-be ex-wife, who can't be an ex-wife because she's dead. She is? I mean, he is dead. Excuse me. The widower. Now, this is Anita Morris, and she was in um, Ruthless People. That's what made her super big. She had always been in film. She was in The Happy Hooker, uh, 18 Again. Saw it. Absolute Beginners with David Bowie. Yeah, that's a great movie. I saw that. He's got his gun. You know who directed that was Julian Temple. Ah, you love Julian Temple. Yeah, he did that Mick Jagger movie we saw. Love? She's the boss. She's the the boss. (laughs) Run it out of luck. Thanks a lot. Oh, Richard Simmons. This is Richard Simmons' mother. No. No. Oh, is this like the American Express where they have to show the celebrity name and then say No, they don't even say his name at all. You just know his face. She's saying Visa gets rewards, but do I get a vacation? No, I get an exercise machine. It is. See, Richard Simmons. Yeah. I got to write that down. Five, four, two, four. Oh, it's just a chew. A chew. They're sneezing on cheese slices. Oh wow! So this is not even a Kleenex commercial. This is for Triamedic. That you know, you might have both. Okay, turn it up. You may have a Ragnata, or a Ragnata, or even a, but no sign of. That's why Triamedic tablets. (laughs) That's some comedian who got his big break. I'm in a commercial now. Triamedic, you know, that's what it like. It's either over-counter medication or just Triamedic. Yeah, you could just try a medic if there's one available. You don't have to go to CVS and buy some cough syrup. Wow, the America's 20% off, 70% off. This is about flights. Uh, There's $30 flights cross-country? In $86. Oh, yeah. Oh, at least the airline is still around. Something special in the air. It's called the coronavirus. Red Lobster, I, there. It's interesting what's still around and what's not. You know, for forty years they've been harvesting the sea to provide you the finest of the overstuffed crab and cod <laughs> yeah. and and those great rolls. Yeah, not not advertised. They never show the rolls. That's right. You did, you just have to know that when you go there, there's obnoxious with the rolls, especially the cheese break baked in ones. Hey, now, you know. We'll be right back after these more messages. All right, let me know when the news comes. I want to hear. Oh. Now, this is interesting. I've seen this. This is his fourth anniversary. That's how old this is. I've seen this one. So, ladies and gentlemen, please return your living room to its original upright and locked position. Join us for our fourth anniversary show. Thank you so much. Yeah, he had Terry Scar take a shower on the plane. Occupied. <laughs> Oh, the news died. Yeah, here's the news. Now look, Muammar Gaddafi. Fentanyl. Don't snort it. American and other tourists in Haiti have been 
That's what she said. Government forces fired in the air to disperse thousands of protesters. Now, this is really creepy. This is the challenger. They're not flying today because there was bad weather and a uh, hatchbolt they needed to fuck with. That lady we just saw is about two days from death. Well, that just grounded me totally where I was. Seven people have died in northern states' horrible winters. And that's our news. Yeah. Now, that's... you can save a year's worth of interest on the Volkswagen GTI. It's worth the money, Michael. Huh. Well, I have until February 28th, 1986. Oh, there was smoke in the cockpit. They had to turn back to Miami. Emergency landing. This is when the news break had a commercial in between it. There would be bumps and bruises when they slid down the emergency. <laughs> la- oh, Nixon's got the flu. Nixon's oh, he's got still alive. He's in a hospital, but he's going to be fine. He's fine. He's not dead yet. Now, they kicked out Ooh. the American Cup, the French team, because it was called French Kiss, which was a photographic company that I worked for, Kodak Imaging Service. Wait a minute. What's the French Kiss? What What did your company do? The sponsor of their. Um, it was the sponsor of. Okay, here is the worst advertisement for New Jersey ever. Yeah, it looks terrible. Look, people eat like savages in New Jersey. The well, those are sucks. the bad guys. Those are the English. Oh, and we're the good guys. Oh, look at the the commute is terrible in New the Jersey. Hushings. The boat. You have to like it's snowing and. So the guy is saying, come to New Jersey and celebrate our heritage. Walk on a trail in the middle of nowhere. Stupid. You'll wish you were in upstate New York, but you're not. Now, this is the famous K car. Why? How is this famous? Uh, there was that bare naked ladies commercial if a uh, song if I had a million dollars, I'd buy you a K car, a oh. nice reliant automobile. I don't know. K car. It's a proud sponsor of the Statue of Liberty. Hey, Sue Simmons. Yeah, and she's saying Queensboro President Donald Mann is charged with receiving bribes in exchange for oh. city contacts. Yeah, that's what I wanted, but the, the Sally Ride stuff threw me off. Yeah. She um that wasn't her name. It was Christine McAuliffe. Oh, right. And uh, she, that was really creepy because she was two days away from death. I mean, the having bad weather and then having a second day with this hatch bolt having trouble gave them two more days of life. No matter what, that O-ring was going to crack and they were going to blow up. Oh, so you're saying that that weather gave her another day? Yeah, two days. Two days, the whole crew lived another two days because. Huh. Is that weird? That's in between a Bob Hope movie where he's 86 and still has. 83. Know, 83, but he still has 10 more years. He uh, no, will die at 100. So he's yeah. got 14 full years. Well, okay. I remember George Burns too. and Let's listen. Let's listen. I'm not taking this to jail. No. If you're going to turn it off quick, then listen in a second, because Bob Hope's got some great stuff right now. But neither Bronson nor I had anything to do with his death, I swear. 
you were just helping tidy up the estate. I'm serious. So we're stealing ten thousand dollars. I had it coming. The services rendered. Jonathan said it himself. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I didn't hear him say it. Lieutenant. Huh? Now watch, check this out. We have Bonnie and Clyde here. Why don't you give them a break? What? You're with homicide, right? No. No, in the first place, this is theft. In the second place, maybe she did have it coming. In the third place, we got the money back. And in the fourth place, it'll take all night to book them. In the fifth <sighs> place, who's going to prefer to And in the sixth place, they're not going anywhere, so why don't you sleep on it? And in the seventh place, you're the one who called me in the first place. This is it entertaining to you? This you sighed and you exasperated. You, it's a game of tag. Each comic is going to have to tag. And then in the seventh, thing, uh, in the first place, and then I'm waiting for hope to go. Enjoy this film because this film is replete with that kind of crap. It's classic Bob Hope. It's perfect yeah. that this is his last film. The only thing bad about it, it wasn't on the screen. It was on TV, but. This is an appropriate last movie for him. He sticks with his formula, and the internet's wrong that he was flat. He was yeah, always you, flat. He's so angry about the internet being in their opinion of hope. I just disagree. I I guess you're right. I shouldn't be as angry. Okay, fine. Let's talk about um, the. Okay, let's talk about the second writer then. If there's okay. Okay, so the second writer was also a producer of this film, just like Andre, the first writer. He was Terry Morse, and he wrote Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park in 78. Right. Do you remember that film? No, but I'm looking right now, and the last theatrically released movie Bob Hope appeared in was of Spies Like Us in 85. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, this is one year later. I remember that scene. They're they're in a tent and a golf ball flies in, and it's Bob Hope playing golf. He's playing through. Now that's on my DVD Netflix queue because you recommend you reminded me of that. Don't blame me if you're going to rewatch uh, Spies Like Us. Now Terry, Nace I saw that with John Fonseca and Montclair. Cool, that's yeah. a blast from the past. And I'm seeing himself. Yeah. If anybody knows Fishburgers, they know John Fonseca. Um, okay, this writer was a big deal for British television science fiction, including Doctor Who. He created this Daleks and Davros. I don't know Doctor Who, but if you do, that was a big deal. He didn't even want the job, but he was like, okay, Spike Milligan saw him in 1955 and said, this guy looks hungry. Let's hire him. That's how he got his start. He looked hungry. Just on the whim of Spike Milligan. He's Welsh. And um, he didn't even want to do the Doctor Who. He declined it, but he was poor. So he had to do it. And he turned into a big deal with Doctor Who. He's a co-producer of this thing. And you don't, you're not aware. You're like Doctor Who who? Exactly right. I, because it always looks so cheap. I, I did, never hung with the story because it was all the, it just looked low oh. rent. Yeah, well, that was. You know, it, the BBC did what they could. That was part of the charm. It was every week, or no? Look, you know, look, he just dropped something there. Do 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 do. That's the music no. cue. Right. We're going to find 
the he knows that the original paintings are here in this house okay and he needs to get rid of them <clears throat> or do something so that they don't get returned to their original owners that's his whole plan i would suggest turning the paintings around and hanging them back up so that nobody will see them okay yeah they'll come now in watch. and stay like look super secret oh well did you see she had a faux wall yeah okay listen listen because they're starting to become friends and more Calling you in with this key is a classic freshly appointed for me another one quite like it in the whole room name could be set for minerva who oh a very feeble old friend it's the rent-a-car that uh, we missed it. We missed it. We were seeing grouchiness. My no, no, I was like rent a relic. Now, the Rolls Royce won't have the damage in this scene, and that's supposed yeah. to be okay. It's it is a it's a goof. It's a continuity goof. You know, the continuity guy was not invited to the sequel. <laughs> what a goof. Nobody was invited to the sequel. You know, Bob Hope had all these uh, things that he was going to do that got canceled later in his life. Cancel My Reservation was his last real film in 72. in which Right. You know what that's about, right? He uh, goes to an Indian reservation as the film, but, and he, like, works with kids. Okay. And it's, and it's called Cancel My Reservation. Okay. He was going to do another Bing Crosby film. Then Big Crosby died. He was in a cameo in the Muppet movie. He was going to be in this film called Menage a Trois with David Niven, but that got canceled. He was going to be in the Walter Winchell story, but that got canceled. He would have been good. Then he was going to be in this TV biography, and that got canceled. So then he was in Spies Like Us. The Bing Crosby was going to be the road to Fountain right. of Youth or something. Exactly right. Um, it was going to be the road to the fountain of youth. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. now, you know, he he says, "What's this thing that I just found?" And but but our cat burglar Don Amici sure as shit knows what that is from his old days. And he's like, "Danger, Will Robinson. You'll see." Are you buying a painting? No, he's agreed to help me with my father's collection. What do you think of this? Oh, oh, where's your swimming pool? This pool, Egan? Where is oh, your swimming we pool? We saw this in the trailer. There's going to be a giant explosion over water. Exactly. And the plan was Clyde Ravel was going to blow up, burn down her house, and thus burn down all the paintings. And maybe kill her. This is nuts. Does anybody have any marshmallows? Yeah, so then the trailer too. They just lit a pool of a pool of water on fire. Well, basically, he wanted to explode it in a safe way. So if you burn it on water, you know it's right. not going to burn things around it. Except for that palm tree. Yeah, that palm tree. And look at the wind. Boy, that drives me crazy <laughs> when the wind is blowing in these movies. Oh, back to the country club. Okay, now we find out that the cop is having an affair with the insurance lady. Oh, so he's in on it. And he's the only one. No, he's not in on it. He's not in on it. But for some reason, they see, they're see they seeing each other. 
And I guess it's because the insurance investigator's really a skunk. I don't know. You see him smoking there. He's going to smoke, 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 smoke. Right. It's so tacky because no one else in the club is smoking. It's not tacky in 1986. Everybody smoked. You mean after playing tennis? Yeah. (laughs) I just did a countdown with Pam Benjamin. She was talking about how much she exercises, and yet I still smoke. Okay, so they know now that Clive Ravel was going to blow up those pain, uh, those paintings. Something's going on. So they're going down to his studio to figure Ooh. this shit out. But the front, oh, he has a studio too. I got you. Yeah, oh, he's you know, smart. That uber shitty shirt I was wearing, I'm wearing, uh, uh-huh. it's from Pam Benjamin. Uh-huh, very nice. And yeah. the Mutiny Radio shirt that you're, okay. Again, I got to let a cat out. The mutiny radio cat. Of the bag. The pirate, the pirate cat. Now, this film was also known by another title called A Nice, Pleasant, Deadly Weekend. But that film was scrapped by the time it was on air. Uh, our production companies are uh, 20th Century Fox and Andrew J. Fanati, who's the writer and producer. Of course, NBC. Oh, commercial. Because it was on MBC. Oh, it's Freddy. No, this guy, if you see him in a Burger King, you could win $5,000. It's Herb. Oh, my God. A chance at a million, Mike. Be on the eyes peeled for Herb. Until, until March 3rd. I got I got asked if I was Herb several times during that promotion. Now Terry Morse, who is a co-producer and writer for this, also wrote Kiss Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Okay. Yeah, that was Turner and Hooch, but it was the TV movie in eighty he wrote. Which Not- is so weird because Disney Plus did a TV series of Turner and Hooch. Oh. It, and it took place in a really weird computer-generated San Francisco. Where oh, City so it's Hall a was... days. Yeah. Uh, he also produced and wrote uh, Teenage, Mutant Turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and 3. Right? Good for him. Now, there was an oh, associate... Oh, Sorry. There's an associate... Yeah, this is not Cascade. This is a compre- competing brand, and they have the commercial on. I guess money's money. Right. Well, this is for the partiers. Like, you know, they're aiming for the people who party all night. That's right. That's why there's old dishes. Wow. What? Don't put it in there, the shiny nip. Oh, Oh, it didn't wipe off. Yeah, there's no fur stuck to your hand. Um, The associate producer. Okay. One of the producers and writers is Andrew J. Fanati. And Duke Fanati was the associate producer. That's got to be a relative. I could not find out on the internet. Is that his son or something? No relation. This is Bob Hope's only movie that he made for TV. Carl, and NBC Monday Night Movie will be back. After this bullshit. Oh, is this a news report? It's a plug for... Terrorism is hurting travel. It's true. Like I had to wait in line, and I they they told me that they had wanted me to 
take my gun out before going in the plane and I take now, it out. This on. is promoting a turn it up. It's promoting a competing newspaper. The Village Voice. No. It's oh the Herald. Newsday. It's New York Newsday, which would show up and compete with the Post. Oh, it's the Long Island Newsday. I don't think so. It's New York Newsday. Wasn't that the Long Island newspaper? There was a Long Island Newsday, and it was specially for Long Island, and it was short-lived. Uh, meow, meow. Look, meow. there's no... There's no warning saying I should is a stuntman and I shouldn't do this. I'm gonna go. So on a closed course and no, don't test open, while driving. I would test. I would do this on an open course. Ooh, the 2.0 C. Lot of car commercials in this. Uh, try Honda. Hey, yeah, keep keep bringing up the try love. More Manus. He's gonna resign. It hasn't yeah. happened yet. Yeah, but the NBC Monday night at the movies. Now he's resume. in trouble with Ed Koch. He's screwed, man. He, he did bribes for contracts. Didn't Koch get away with it, though? Did we miss somehow the... No, there's a, yeah, wait, you said there was one murder. Are we in a different movie? Well, he... Okay, this is a second murder, but it looks like he hung himself, and he left a note that said, I killed Professor Ragnar. So now... Turn it up, turn it up. Listen. Yes, of course. When was the last time you saw your Agnes? Okay, that's all I wanted you to hear. He goes, when's the last time you saw your... And then since it's 1986, he can't say husband or gay lover or something. He just goes, him. You know? They had to dance around it. It's an earlier time. Look at the cigarettes, man. I'm going to write a letter. I was watching your unwholesome Bob Hope made for television movie. How dare you expose gay characters? Oh, look at the note. I killed Vincent Fonts. Signed. Uh, uh, he must have wrote it when he hugged himself. <laughs> He's still smoking. But you know what's weird? The knot was tied on the left side. And Fonts was right-handed, but the gay lover is left-handed. Very suspicious. Oh, so he you're saying he did it. Are we getting to the point where we have to realize there's like a murderer? Yes. Now, um, okay. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah, okay. I'll just call her the insurance investigator. She's got a fake name. Okay, her real name is like Diana Potts or something. And so she goes up to the this guy and is like, I'm sorry we had to meet under s such tragic circumstances. And he goes, thank you very much, Mrs. Potts. But the our heroes, Mrs. Potts, how did he know her, her real name? So now we're starting to see, it's right. starting to unravel. Uh. You know, I actually wanted to do Lil Amner for our show because oh, I found... Oh, interesting. Because there's two versions, and they're both based on the musical. I don't think... I think they might have been a serial where it was based on the uh, comic strip, the Al Cap comic. You know, musicals never work well on our show because we don't listen. So right. 
Here and then it I is. get I get paranoid we get sued. Stella Stevens, her name is Della Vance in the show, but her secret name, because she's an investigator, is Deb Potts. And that's how. Oh, let's listen. Oh, never mind. You don't have to. We miss Bob Hope's quips. Um, oh, I got it. Saying, you think that's hot? You should see in my back nine. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. And um, thank he, she. He goes, thank you, Mrs. Potts. Now, what we should do is have a revealing look, see, of Bob Hope, but we don't get it. Uh, I'm going to go now. She is. She's going to L.A. for an appointment, and then the the cop goes dinner on Friday, and she goes, "I would love to." I don't know why it's important to the plot that they're dating. Well, they have to have some love interest, I guess. I guess, but how does it show? All right, let's listen. All right, sir. I'm up to brilliant now. In that case, what? You cat burglar. You caught me second hand. You caught me red second handed. Because I sold your watch and the watch says a second hand. At the end of the thing, he'll say, let me see your driver's license. And then Don Amici will find his wallet missing. And that'll be the. Oh, and then the Bob go. Thanks for your wallet. Thanks for the wallet. (laughs) I hardly even knew ya. Until I and saw your driver's license. Thanks. Now I got through you. Bill. Thanks for you. All right, let's wallet. listen. What? We're funnier. But you're not doing so bad yourself. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I am. Thanks. 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 Oh, no, it's that annoying Steve Allen wife. Hey, are you quick? I don't know. The jury's still out. Oh my God! Just get to the great Poupon mustard joke and move on. Where's the cop? Where do you think? At his headquarters. It's called a police station. Oh, Martin Short. Yeah, he was so uninteresting in the film. I didn't even research him. He does have backstory. He's there's a reason he is in this cast, but he doesn't do crap. So I just fucked him off. Whoa, Whoa, I love that. Whoa. Whoa. Now, again, we're starting to see that these were in both uh, the Riddler's connection and uh, Ragnar's collection. So obviously, there's a forgery afoot here. We're starting to put two and two together why Clive Ravel would want to hide it. And. Um, Well, anyway, yeah, it's all going to be, we're getting close to, we're in our act three. Ever since you saw the uh, husband, uh, we started our act three and we're, we're, we're heading for the end now. This, so the, this, the, the art thief got away for 10 grand, but had to kill two people. The art. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's some kind of weird, like. Yeah, the person who killed both people will be revealed to us in a moment, and I don't want to... Okay. Oh, you don't want to spoil it? Okay, I good. don't. It's Bob Hope, right? But well, we all tell you, know I did half it. of it, and that is that the forgeries were going on. So this was the motivation for 
you know, there's obviously underworld crime. Okay, now, here comes the Rolls Royce, and let's find... The oil mark? No. Nope. Yeah, it's on the other no side. Scruff? All right. All right, it kind of doesn't matter. Uh-oh. But there's a problem, and that problem is Don Amici and Bob Hope are figuring this bullshit out. Okay? So... Whoever's the killer is starting to, to know that. Out. Right. It's time to rub them out. So the killer's in the back is in that car. Look how they speed up the film every now and uh, again. I was wondering why the sunroof is open. Look, he's got a gun with... Ah! Pew, they've pew. got a whole arsenal! This is a classic! You want me to, I'll play the volume. I have the, I have the remote ready. Well, the only interesting thing is he says to Don Amici... How are you on hasty end, hasty exits? And then they both jump out of the car. That's the only oh, that's quip you're going to hear. Well, here, I'll add some more. Okay. All right. I heard a bullets over Broadway, but... but this is ridiculous. Oh. If this doesn't win me an Oscar, then I don't know what will. Yes, let's turn to the budget, camera. They destroy a Rolls Royce. Oh, there it is all scratched up. So this is yeah. continuity working. Oh, Whoa, dude. This is pretty nutty. Professor. Uh, I haven't seen such a wild goose chase since <laughs> Ava Gardner stepped out of her <laughs> dressing room. <laughs> you really got the camera on the side again. Now I think I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, he's going to shoot the brake light. Why? Ooh, Why no, would my he shoot the license plate? plate? Why? He's trying to kill these guys. Are they or are they just give threatening them? No, you could turn it up because he'll do his hasty exit line. More orchestration. Okay, here it is. Come on. <laughs> Boom! Oh, wow! What an explosion! Yeah, it's way too much for what we saw, but okay. It was practical too, right? They must have packed that that rolls with something. Yes, exactly. So obviously, their heroes are dead. So they've accomplished their goal. This is almost like a car commercial. Uh, whoa. <clears throat> that was a close one. Talk about a cliffhanger. Oh, right. Uh, things went over the cliff. All right, commercial. Ba, 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 ba. Now, this is a movie you might have seen. Yeah, this is... Uh, oh, uh, I know this. I've seen the box. It's uh, Sally He's Field. Got two... Boyfriend. Nobody's nobody's fool. No, Aki. Yeah. Okay. And the other guy, Murphy's Romance, directed by Marty Ritt. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Hiya, chop. Ooh, it's artificial hard. flavor. Oh, and bacon. Oh, and potatoes. Oh, it's potato chips. Oh, gravy. The works. Yeah, this uh -oh, is the extra sounds... thick cut. 
That's its selling point. The worst is bacon and cheddar. All in the same, yeah, onions. This shit is great. Usually when I hear like the works, it's like mustard and ketchup flavor. Right. Oh, Grady's, where are you now? Ford Ranger and shit. Uh, car. More cars. With a 6.9, 1986. Uh, MSRP. Manufacturer's suggested retail price. $2. <laughs> With tires, another dollar. The Comanche. This was just car washed. Wow, we really like looking at your cars. What's <laughs> under it? Yeah. Truck 7.9, you. that is the... There you oh, go. oh, cheese, egg, butter. You know, this all food is all dead by now. Now, Lipton isn't only tea back then. It also had... had like instant and, powder. Right. And there was... there. This is a cooking enhancer. There was no noodles. It was just you add it to your noodles. Right. There's no noodles in there. It's just the sauce, right? Yes. Stroganoff, Alfredo. They put a bunch of shit into a package and sold it. Now, this went away. Lipton stuck with tea and soup. Well, Nescafe or whatever. Nestle owns it, right? No, Lipton's his own thing. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they own like a, maybe they branched out into spices. And yeah, they sold. did. They, they, they tried to do like hamburger helper kind of things. Yeah. It didn't work out. Listen, all, all you need is a packet. Just add noodles and hamburger and chicken and uh, <laughs> bones. I've got some dehydrated water here. You just add water. <laughs> Uh-oh. Serving suggestion. The box has like bone marrow on it. Oh, that looks great. It comes with bone marrow. Feet, footsteps and guns. Yeah, click, clack. Yeah, Bob Hope did a lot of radio, and I'm sure they, they had like the radio guys doing the sound effects of the gangsters walking. The... Now, this is really dumb. They're doing all this like, you know, plastic explosive and it's like going to be a big scene, but in the end, they just blow up a door. It's a lot of silly putty. Now, what they're doing is a fake break-in to where the paintings are, the originals. And then our husband is like going to get like hit over the head and, you know, it'll look like they've been robbed. Go ahead, listen. Holy cow, she's the bad guy. Right. Now, watch what she does. An agreement with Vincent for all those years. What's he doing? Keeping most of the originals. Oh, double cross by a double crosser. Oh, that's a quattro quas. Now listen. <laughs> greed, Bertie, greed. Whole world is greedy. That's why Lieutenant Wax won't find you tied up. He'll find you dead. What? You double crosser, double crosser. Why are we all oh, together? No. I wouldn't if I were you, Miss Potts. <laughs> One stray bullet. Ta-da! No, no, Bob Hope's got a gun. <laughs> 
that's one thing about those bruce willis movies there's some bruce willis movies from the last year or two where he's holding a gun yeah and it's like all things considered like it, it's awkward so now they've cracked the case okay it was it was della all along and everything's wrapped up so oh, really? now we're going to have a very bad montage in which they're explaining how they figured it out. See, now they get to another place and they continue the story. But then, right, and then they'll cut to another scene and they'll continue the story. They're having the same conversation in different locations. Right, they started exactly. fucking in the convertible and now they're over dinner having dessert. Was, and now the thing will be like, you two would be pretty good partners. That's ridiculous. Uh, I can't see us a week after week as a, a lovable but hateable <laughs> partnership. Who would watch this week after week? Maybe if we follow St. Elsewhere. Maybe if we go on right before St. Elsewhere. And now Check out Black's continuing magic. Continuing the story in yet another setting. Huh. It's the most weird. Look, they're, they're on the boat. They're still talking the same story. All right. Turn it up now because now we're going to get the. Well, they're still going, but we're about to get the. You two should be buddies. Left handed. Yeah. Gave it just as you said, Carl. Well, they said it earlier in the. Again, oh, oh, oh. I got it. the size of a house. You son, bitch. His wallet has CDs in it. The CD wallet. Okay, now, like, we're gonna go to commercial, but don't bother. The film is over. Well, we now, don't want to see more commercials. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's his credits when we come back. If you want to watch because they're interesting, I don't know. Was this about suits or bad breath? This is like, don't be fooled by other phone companies. We're AT&T. Oh, right, yeah. He's we give you money. service. We don't drop your calls. Who's that, the Cliff? Uh... He's a famous actor, right? Yeah. Well, Carl, what'd you think of uh, Masterpiece of Murder? I enjoyed it. It was a good, it wasn't a good film. It wasn't a good film, but I forgive it for that because it's TV and Bob Hope absolutely did what he was supposed to do this whole, oh, time to get some coffee. It's going to be a long night. Oh, yeah. We better uh, boil that water. Yeah. Throw that to the side. Next part of this house instant. Part of this unnutritious breakfast is donuts next to it. All right. Ready? We're ready, Miss Ride. Now, Mike, did you like this film? Yeah. I was going to say, I think I'm, I agree with you. I need to watch this and maybe the audience as well on our own to enjoy the quips on the other hand i know i did not enjoy this movie i think a lot of his television work when he got older got a little kind of dicey and weird 
Uh-huh. I mean, this one he was coherent, and the jokes were uh, breakdancing jokes and shit like that, and Reagan. Well, this jokes, is it. So. He's going away now forever. Chicken bake survived just putting powder yes, in a box. Yes, he did. Yeah, Lipton fucked it up. Well, all right. Well, that is it. We have more commercials, so help yourself to them. The the best of the, the worst of the eighties. Yeah, the yeah. film's over. Uh, we want to thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed Bob Hope. I didn't realize it. I'm a big Bob Hope fan, so for me. As a Bob Hope completist, I really enjoyed this movie as well. And I enjoyed it too. I mean, I'll see, you know, it was funny. He was coherent in it. Yeah. He was lucid in it. He wasn't like, there's a lot of footage from you've seen uh, on YouTube where he is out of it. Yeah. And they don't care. He did make and, it to 100. Yeah. So this one was pretty good. Oh, wait, what's on NBC Wednesday? Golden, Golden Girls or Girls. Who we saw last episode. Yes. Let's see if we see her right now. 227. Uh-oh. I don't remember 227. That's Captain Lou Albano. Hunter. It's Hunter. Oh, my teeth are gritting. Look, there she is. Golden girl. Oh, from... we made it to the credits. Jamie Farr is himself. They might be giants. Yeah, Jamie Farr is himself. Okay. Well, all right. Okay. We're done. We got two episodes that aired. What didn't sound great. We're going to re-air them. And we're going to revisit two of our favorite movies that we watched. And it'll be like the third time we watched one of them. So (laughs) we'll see you. Happy summer. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. This is Carl, uh, I, I, Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and the way champagne tickles my nose. And I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on you. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I- I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, that's delightful. Remember that acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Only way you can find our podcast. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. And we have a guest. 
We have a special guest. He's going to be our countdown king for the show, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Spiegelman. Hi, brother. Thank you very much. I am my brother, Michael. My we other brother, Bustan's mother. <laughs> we loved you being on, you know, when it was the Montclair one, and we loved being on your podcast. And then oh, when yes. we fused them together, we just said, let's bring him back for a countdown. Thanks need, for playing the part of my podcast game. on yours last week. Sure. Well, uh, yeah, if you had a chance to listen to our episode, Sir Billy, two weeks ago, uh, Carl adeptly edited uh, parts of the podcast Adam did. Adam is an inspiration for the show. His show is called Proudly Resents. It has a great catalog of interviews and movie uh, buffs and rebuffs. And you would check out his cult movies, Proudly Resents. And we have uh, Adam here for, to be our countdown king for our movie. As you can tell from our premise, L stands for let's. W stands for watch, A stands for A, F stands for full, there's a hyphen, which is not indicated in the acronym, L stands for length, M stands for movies, O stands for on, Y stands for you, and T stands for tube, YouTube. So we're going to watch this movie. We want you to listen to our podcast, be part of us, and also watch this movie at the same time. And you can listen to us by our acronym, LWAFLMOYT, on your podcast, on your YouTube service. On your Twitter, sir, L W A F L M O Y T. La Waffle. La Waffle. Yay. Uh, and also, uh, we're on Facebook at Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We do stream first every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our good friends, Good Time Radio, mutinyradio.fm. Here's our sponsorship. Go to Venmo, throw some bucks to mute at Mutiny Radio. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for doing that. Carl, okay, just what, quickly, if you go to proudlyresents.com slash let's, it'll bring you right to your website. Perfect. Oh. So there's an excuse to go to proudlyresents.com. <laughs> slash let's. But it goes right yeah. to you. It won't yeah, go to me at right all. It does. It just yeah, makes it Adam gets a nickel every time. <laughs> I get yeah, no nickel. I look at the pretty link stats and I go, oh my God, it's 10 people. <laughs> 10 uh, people. No, you get a lot of clicks. Then... Something else, I, I, uh, your book. Mike, you have a book, you should plug it. I get so many links to that, so many clicks to your book, but I don't know if you sold any. Yeah, a lot of people don't know I'm a, I'm a published author, published on Scrib. It's the Mike Spiegelman joke book. It's still oh. available. Yeah, I gave plenty of pages, but if you want the full thing, it's 99 cents, and I should check it. I, I didn't realize I was getting so many links, clicks. Like, a, like literally like a thousand people are clicking over there, so you must have made at least four cents. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And that's 2016 money. Too, How do so I find that? Do I go to Proudly Resents? Yeah, proudly book, presents. I think it's proudlyresents.com slash book or slash Mike. Yeah, plus something. Let's Mike. Uh, I'll look for what you guys talk about. Sorry, I don't want to dominate. Oh, no movie. problem. The Google. Carl, what's the movie this week? Today we are watching Bawana Devil, 1952. Bawana Watch It? It's B W A N A. Then okay. Devil, 1952. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. And the channel we like, but want to know which one? It is Oscar Perez. And that's very familiar. Oh, oh yeah? You might well, know someone named Oscar and someone named Perez? <laughs> I mean, on our show, I think we might have been here before. I don't know. He only has 10 oh, subscribers. He only has 10 subscribers. Well, we better, I'm going to subscribe right now. There, he's, I feel much better. Yeah. He's clearly our, you know, level, you know. <laughs> yeah, I got you. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to watch Bivana Devil, 1952. So, go ahead and click that NBWANA 
Devil 1952 Rubber Sack full length adventure movie. And that is on our good friend's newly subscribed channel, Oscar Perez. Go ahead and click the link, hit pause immediately, let it buffer, move the timer to zero, 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 and hover that uh, mouse button over the triangle for our get ready, ladies and gentlemen, for the countdown king himself, Adam Spiegelman. Three, two, one, go! All right, we are off. Now, this is in three three dimension. Yeah, this is a 3D movie, and we won't be watching it in 3D. Look how it looks that way, though. Yeah, it looks like a claymation. I'm expecting Gumby to show up. <laughs> All you'll hear the whole way through is that terrible. Uh-oh. Yeah. Is problematic, Carl? There we go. Okay, see how they hint at the 3D, okay? Yeah. Now, our cut doesn't, ha if you put on glasses, it wouldn't work. You don't see any out of focus, blurry stuff with bright colors here. But this was the first movie in the US that like brought 3D back. Um, TV killed movies, killed movies. People are like, why do I need to go out? They just kicked back and, you know. <laughs> And they, they were looking for something really desperately to uh, bring people back. Well, didn't the theater offer uh, the movie theaters in 1951 had check out our manager's penis promotions? And, 19, and they're like, can't <laughs> see that on Dubai channel. Come on down. I'll pass it to everyone. <laughs> Even that was not enough of a draw. Is that a screen, is the screen so frozen or is it just, oh, here we go. Oh <laughs> yeah. But you gotta you gotta memorize who made you don't this. You have to read all of them in real time. I guess there's no pause <laughs> button back then, so they wanted to make sure you saw all of it. <laughs> they were being considerate for the guy in the audience going, uh associate producer. Dennis, Who's the gaffer? Gaffer. ML Gunsberg. Gunsberg. Oh, is that a made up name? And ML Gunsberg? Gunsberg, yeah. Is that a woman? And they just didn't want to give a woman a title? Not a chance to name to put guns. Oh, nice. City of uh, Guns. In the Congo and California. And California. This is actually, you're very close, Congo. It, well, not really. It's Uganda, which is like the Serengeti, where, where all the like stereotype animals of Africa come from. All like right. the giraffe and. You know, the gazelle and the lion and. Well, who's the Buana devil? Is it one of the animals you mentioned? It's like a, a, a gazelle going to show up and they'll be like, ah, a I gazelle 3D. I have no idea what this it means. This is a true Buana. story told to me in Africa. Course, it is a on. true story. This um, is the true story. They were called the Savo Maneaters. It's a well-known historic event. And they were building a railroad in Uganda, and these two lions were man-eaters that just came every night and fed. Really? Yeah. Do you remember Ghost in the Darkness? Uh, oh, Val sure, Kilmer. Michael Douglas and Val yeah, Kilmer. Yeah, it's the same. Right, it's the same. Val, kill me some lion. <laughs> so he goes off to shoot some lions? Is that the Yeah, he killed more. They go killed bad? more. More. Okay, this is boring. We're meeting. Uh, oh, this is boring. 
<laughs> Why start now? <laughs> oh, our who show got this. Well, that's it. That's the last of our show. We're done. <laughs> this is fascinating in 3D. Like it looks like they're really walking around. Watch what you watch what you do with those pills, pops. Those pills are from malaria, and he goes, "The African malaria is nothing to fool around with." And so the British guy's like, "I'll have you know, I got this malaria in India." Oh yeah, the other it's colony. It just like malaria me. before it was cool. <laughs> Basically, what he's saying is he's pissed off that the workers have a holiday today, and these they need to go. And let's get going. We're building a railroad. Okay. It's Arbor Day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Today, now we will learn that um, the our hero, uh, who who it's like drunk on a train. He doesn't give a shit about his job, and he's going to be sloshed. Carl, look out! The train's coming right at you. <laughs> Whoa, and it's on time. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, that's the way it worked back in 1898 in the colonies. Now his name is oh. Hayward, Robert Hayward, and he's his father-in-law, like oh, is the big money man. That's how he got nice. his job, you know. And is he Robert Stack? Where's Robert Stack? Yeah, he's Robert Stack. Robert Stack. He's, he's on oh, the train. Sorry, girl. Uh, here's your mail, and he throws it in the air. They're like, "This is outrageous! This puppycock and pulls it down Good for me." Off to the town. Oh, oh yeah, no, there's a love really connection like... over here. Oh, how you been? How you been? You don't call. Mm, I don't have a phone. Petting <laughs> <laughs> the monkey doesn't mean anything. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. What he's saying right now is my father-in-law sucks and you're a pompous boss major and uh, yeah, real, sweet, uh, job off his mother-in-law. Now I think that this is a David uh, Niven cameo. Okay. There he is, Steve. Still in talk. Jack Warden. Um David Niven. He's the no. original Pink Panther. Uh, you hear that voice, that distinctive, the unsolved mysteries voice, you know? Of uh, Robert Stack. Yeah. Is he in this? Yeah, that's him right there. I think I'm He's drunk. Off his head. There He's it is. There you go. There he goes. Did I didn't you know? realize that. That is Robert Stack. This film is Stack. Fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Not this battery. How did they get me in this movie? Well, at this point in his career, he had done a bunch of top-notch A movies, and this is a B movie. But it was a B movie with a plan. We'll bring 3D, and they, it worked. Mm-hmm. That's so. Oh yeah, people were like, "Let's watch Uncle uh, Milty." Well, that sounds great, but that's on Thursday. It's Tuesday. What should we do? Well, there's a 3D movie. Okay. That's to get us off our seats. That's a good point, Mike. There was like four TV shows at the time. So you can't blame just TV and people not going. Because it's seven nights a week. Four television yeah. shows a week. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Killing Eve is on Wednesdays, and you got the weekend. <laughs> what are you going to do? 
judging Amy. Judging Amy. Yeah. <laughs> so this 3D thing has really helped movie theaters now. I mean, right? Is that? And how are they doing now? Uh, today, Correct. they tried to do 3D again, and it was a little more modern. But the thing is, it didn't work out, as you know. You absolutely can go. I, I think I saw Avatar in 3D. I saw. Oh, that was 3D. awesome. Mm -hmm. That was so good. And I saw it in IMAX 3D. It was oh, really you're showing off. Yeah. I saw bootleg copy at uh, Uncle Boy's pizza, uh, hamburger. Because yeah, it was playing. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for the story. Okay, it wasn't, now it wasn't we're learning, I just have to tell you a plot point. Now oh. we're learning there's a work stoppage, and boy, David Niven is pissed off, and it's because there's lions. It's like, Bobby Cock, bold and dash. So David Niven, <laughs> <laughs> so he freaks out. So then Robert Stack comes up, and he's like, great, a lion, I'll shoot it. And he's like, go get my gun. He's still drunk. Look at America. Yo's. You'll frighten the workers. Okay. Now I understand this movie is in 3D, but do you think in 1952 people were like, I can't wait to see a great colony film. I just want to see like a white colonial. guys shooting lions in Africa. Yeah, is there any colonial movies this week? It's in 3D. Oh, experimental movies be damned. I can't wait to see a good colonial film. Now in the background, there's all this gun shooting because he's out there shooting crazy at lions, right? So Sense surround sound would have been perfect. Here he is. One, He's back. One, uh, one, one is I can't pick my nose while watch this movie. Sorry, guys. Go on, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. It's just, you know, they. this was in mono, but it was in 3D. Just, you yeah. know, baby steps. <laughs> right. He says to him, did you shoot the lion, laddie? And he goes, I think I shot one of the rings off Mars. Uh, Saturn. Listen <laughs> to his voice. He's so... He's cowboy. He's sick of it. He's amusing the boys in the mm. hut. Colonial club. What's his deal anyway? He just came into town on a train and he's just like, <laughs> what? Fuck yeah, lion. No, no. He's the second in command there. You see, he is getting married and he needed a job. And so Mr. Conway arranged for him to go to Africa and lead the workers part. Like the one guy's the project manager and he's second in charge. And he's, they've done 200 miles so far. So far, so good. David Niven. They're building railroad tracks. It is David Niven. So yeah. what exactly do they do out there? Well, they imported these workers from India. They call them the Hindus, and they do the work. And mm. basically, Robert Stack goes, mush, <laughs> mush with a whip. Not literally <laughs> with a whip, but I mean, you'll see. He's like, yeah, he, go, he likes the idea. Yeah. He was very pro-human trafficking throughout his career, Robert Stack. Put the girl in the trunk. Okay, you remember the woman who got <laughs> off the, the first train? rule? Remember the woman who got off the train? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he was selling hit her to them as a cook. I found this cook. We got this cook. And they, the two of them were like, yeah, wink, wink, yeah. So I guess it was like his, he brought his side piece home or something. But she's yeah. run away off into the bush. 
Oh, really? What are they well, going to eat for breakfast? Weird. I don't know the backstory. Mike, he's, he's like, oh, this is my woman. And they're like, okay, sure, sure, sure. You're right. We have lots of lady sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Inner lady uh, part. Yeah, I know, yeah, he wasn't sure. that kind of a... He wasn't a beard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the sex is so good, she cleans up after me. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now oh, my God, this the trade is going backwards. Towards me. It has, It can only go backwards, you see. They don't have the track complete. So he will go the whole way backwards. Mm. Now, he's going back to Mombasa to send a letter about how crappy the son-in-law, Bob Hayward, is, his uh, Robert Stack. And Robert <laughs> Stack's having a laugh right now because he's telling the cook that, that he doesn't have enough wood to get to Mombasa, and he's going to have a, he's going to be chopping wood in the jungle. Oh, good for him. And the hunting lion. Why did he get that wood? lion hunting look to him? Oh, you're not oh, even oh. listening to me. You're thinking about hunting a lion, aren't you? No, nonsense. Go ahead. You're you're talking something about uh, gathering wood. Now at this point No, no, you're point, figuring your gut. At this point, they do not believe in any lions. One time, you know, we're stopping work, there's a lion, and he went out shooting all night. They don't really believe it. Okay. So now he tells him that the cook ran away into the bush, and this guy's like, the men want to talk. And now for the first time, we're going to get pushback that there's a man-eating lion. A Bawana devil, as it were. So Robert Stack says one of the, to one of the Indians, he goes, you're a lion. He goes, I, I know lion. It's the lion. I mean, you're not being I truthful. I don't you're not that is not a that is not a line written in nineteen fifty two. You made that up. <laughs> You're a lion. I know the lion. You're not being truthful. Oh, that. You're lying. Bang. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood you. So now he's saying our contract didn't include a man-eating lion. What were they expecting? Like good, good quality uh, life doing this shit? Right. Oh, that's a lion. Throw that in. Come on, it's a lion. They're adorable. So basically, they conclude. All right, we'll do a stakeout tonight. And he goes here. This guy here. He's a lion killer. He's he's our best lion killer man. He go with you. All right. <laughs> So Adam missed my lion joke. No, I heard it. Just oh. Oh, okay. there was a lion there. Oh, <laughs> he heard that. Wanted to give it a pause. Whoa! No pause. He heard that joke a, a block away from feeding the meter. It wasn't the front one, but it was the main one. Ah! Oh, 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 grumble, growl. Grumble, growl. This guy looks pretty cool. Yeah, this is Angus. His accent is great. Is he British? He's Scottish. Ah. Uh, wrong. But these are, uh, this is the British colonies, not the Scottish colonies. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Leave. So he's like, Angus, you better sit this out. Uh, you know, the line's going to be dangerous. He goes, oh, I came here for adventure. There's no way 
Yep, see the monkey. Okay, so now, uh, it, like, there's no lion. And then this guy's going to go, right. come quick, come quick. And we're going to find the dead cook. Oh, no. She's dead? Eaten. What? How ironic. He ate, the lion ate the chef? The lion. <laughs> well, they didn't. Yeah, she was famous in in uh, Mombasa for serving lion. She was. Yeah, mwah, right. she served basically. plenty of lions. Well, so, you know, the lions actually ate the uh, manicurist. And they're like, this, ugh, oh, gross. Ugh. Oh, let's try like a cook next time. <laughs> they 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 uh, ate. What's ironic is they ate the cook rare, raw. Okay, uh -huh. it's like cooked sushi. Now look at Robert Sack. He's freaked out, and he's like, "Could this be the the African tribe?" You know, and he goes, "Laddie, he bits through her head, her skull." He Stack came. He came over there saying. Listen, buddy, my father-in-law got me this job, and I want you to meet my uh, piece, Cook. And then the line he's Cook, and he's like, damn, I was going to, no disrespect, but I was, was going to bang that Cook. <laughs> no disrespect, but I was going to bang. Okay, no so they're all waiting for the train so that they can go home. And Robert Stack is like, get back to work. And he, like, beats them into really it. feel. I could really feel like I'm waiting for the bus in this 3D scene. Uh, no, that was a car. Oh, no, that was a loud car. So here he is, like, this is what I meant, like, cracking the whip. Oh, yeah. He just watches them, like, okay, everyone, pretend you're digging. Pretend you're digging. Oh, I'm sure the studio is like, dig, dig, we need it for the next movie. We're doing a World War One movie in two days. Now, for the first time, we're going to see the lions. And what we're going to see, Mike, is the tamest lions you ever... They're cute, cuddly little... What dimension? Lions? Are we going to see this cuddly... Yeah. Oh, in three dimensions. In three dimensions. Oh, right, yeah. Well, that's, that's adorable. Is... That's what I got my... They give hugs, they, you know, they purr. They're really nice. You're saying the Boana devil is like the gazuki of monsters, of like lions. It's this adorable little uh, beast. <laughs> That's right. You'll see. Okay, so here we're pretending we're on lion stakeout. Uh-huh. Now, they think there's only one lion, but there's two, and they don't know it. Oh, look, here he is. Simba! Oh. Look, Whoa. He's such Listen, a I gotta cutie. take my I gotta take my glasses off. This is way too intense for me. Oh, they're pointing oh, no. friendship sticks at me. Now, you know, one of the reasons why I picked this movie is that it's available on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. In in 2D though. But it, right. they have a lot of 3D movies in 2D, but this one is always quoted in the history books. Yeah, and I just never seen it before, and you know, um, we did do we did do a three D movie. This is before your time, Carl. It was with uh, uh, Ira, and it was uh -huh. called Coming at Ya, and it was from nineteen eighty three, and it, it revised the three D craze three decades later with the nineteen eighty three movie Coming at Ya, which was a spaghetti western released in theaters in nineteen eighty three. Eighty three. That's kind of late. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, then you had like Friday the 13th Part 3D, and you had like all these like uh, Time Hunter and the Forbidden Zone 3D, shit like that. Interesting. I think it's Time Hunter. Well, it sounds sci fi to me. So the lion ate yeah, him. Like, this is someone else. This is somebody else. They were on stakeout. The lion was in front of them, but they didn't know there was a second lion, and the lion ate from him from behind. And so Robert Stack was like, bury him so no one will know. Now they're like lion provisioning the camp. It kind of makes no sense because he buried the body and they're not supposed to know about the lion. They're lion proofing. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it is the season. Now here comes our cameo, Peter Sellers. You keep saying that, is that really Peter Sellers? No, it's like David Niven. This is Mr. Commissioner. Uh. Oh, by the way, everybody in this film is dead. Everybody. <clears throat> no. <laughs> now look, there's there's the one. No, go through the thing. They all have from this year to this year on all of the cast. And there is a young boy who I don't know who he is. He might be alive, but he would be a very old man. Right. Old man McGinty. Uh there he is. Uh Peter Sellers. Here's the cast, I'll put that right here. He was making scones, because I am a stereotype, you know. Sometimes I get a vibe of uh, the skipper off of him. So he's about to piss off Robert Stack, because he goes, what's all this lion nonsense? And he was like, nonsense. You want me to show you the bodies? He gets mad. <clears throat> look at that. That's Peter Sellers. Take a look, Mike. See? Ah, uh, makes me miss the Boy Scouts. What did I miss, Carl? What? Did I miss? What did you miss? Nothing. Yeah. What? Okay. So right now he's saying like. He's angry that he calls him nonsense, and he and tells him that that major, you know, who's going to rat on him to his father-in-law, he died. He got bit by a scorpion. Whoa. And he's dead. Robert Stack feels no guilt to that, like, maybe it was him being, leaving him in the bush with uh, not enough wood to get home, you know? Right. Oh, so he blames himself? No, he does not. And I think he ought to give two seconds to think about that. Peter Sellers claims that he's got 15 years experience with lions, so they're going to lay in wait tonight with the trap. They're going to bait the trap with the goat. The lion will go in to eat the goat. They'll close it and shoot him. Now, we saw this in Killdozer, right? They put a sacrificial goat and then Killdozer uh, grinds over it. It was in Jurassic Park, too, right? They use a goat. Yeah, I, I was worshipping Satan the other day. They were using a goat. Weird. Yeah. That really get you know, the abuse I think really, <laughs> really gets my go. Okay, so the guy who did call. this, right? It's a B movie. His name is Arch O'Baller. Arch O'Baller. And he was prolific. Uh playwright, screenwriter, novelist, producer, director, actor in films, radio, especially theater and television. Everything. 
and he much attention with his radio scripts. He got Mae West banned once. Uh, horror series, blah blah blah. He was one of those kind of people you either loved him or hated him. He was liked or not liked, and he was the one who overheard this guy, this camera crew talking about 3D filming. He followed it up. Uh, he knew it was like a ticket to fame, ticket to riches, and it worked. Weird. Why is he polarizing? What exactly does he polarize? Well, it was a very turbulent time. FDR was for the people, and, you know, Taft was definitely, it was polarizing. He was a Taft man? He was definitely for the rich, yes. He oh, was yeah. a Taft man. So he's for the colonists, is what you're saying in this movie. He's rooting for those guys. Yes. Now, you see Peter Sellers' cameo, Adam. Cool. Really Peter Sellers? Yes. There's really wow. Peter Sellers. <laughs> he was seven. It's not. <laughs> Whoa. So Peter Sellers is all proud of himself. He's like, I bagged me a lion, laddie. And it turns out to be a hyena. Joke's on him. Look who's laughing. Whoa, there's a hyena. So don't you want a hyena? Well, I knew I knew him when he cleaned up. Subarina. Hyena? He wasn't hyena. Hi, Ina. What is this guy doing? Uh, okay, this is the cutest, most adorable lion. He's looking for a knife. Look, you see, he gave him a nice hug. Oh, Thank no. You. Thank you for the hug. That lion totally hugged that guy. That death. guy is so lucky he's out of this film. And now, <laughs> Robert Stack is very upset that he, was, he hugged him to death, that lion. Very upset. Yes, well, very awkward. And sweaty. So Peter Sellers is like, well, I'm off. And he tells him that he's going to report again to the father-in-law. This is a different person, but this guy is a bum. Uh, he needs to replace him. Um, oh, so, can I just say, Carl, this movie is why people wanted to watch TV. He <laughs> <laughs> stayed in that night. Oh, my God. What, test pattern? Let's do it. Oh, my God. Is that Felix the Cat in 3D? There. Done. <laughs> I'll watch that. Well, the lion ate one of the people. I gotta go. Yeah, that's uh, really good. You know, as old saying my father had, when the animals start eating you, get the fuck out. <laughs> All right, get leaving. <laughs> good when luck. the tough get eaten, the tough get leaving. <laughs> Thanks for color coordinating, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're the all color. from India, and that was their garb. Apparently, some of this is authentic in that lightest sense. Also, uh, Obama went to Africa in 1948, and a guy who was with there was shooting all sorts of footage of native dancing and animals, and that is the footage we'll see throughout this film. His buddy's stock footage. And it's very obvious that it's not the same. It was filmed in 16 millimeter, and of course, this is filmed in 35 with the double cameras and all of the... Wham wow. jammies that go along with it. Wow, you could really see him stare into space. <laughs> 3D is good. 
Now, it's basically we're having a scene of self-reflection, the commissioners back to Mombasa to get help. But, and so Robert Sack is like, I'm gonna wait in the field tonight on my lonesome. Let him come for me. <laughs> so he's mad. Yeah. Do we meet his fiance? Does she oh, come by yeah. and be like, no, Robert. Yeah, we're oh, gonna meet does. him. Daddy says, don't attack that lion. Yeah, right. I don't care what my father-in-law tells me. That's right. Throw oh, look at that. Yeah. Get out of here, shovel. Now, this guy would be, uh, he would go on to be in The Untouchables. That was his big TV show. The, the TV show. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, and, and then, right. Commercials. What commercials was he in? I keep thinking the battery. The guy with the chip. Go ahead, knock it out. No, that's that. that yeah, that oh, was Black Sheep Squadron guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Black Sheep Squadron. Oh, 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 oh. there's a lion that can hug me to death. <laughs> it's oh. the morning, and basically it's like, where is Robert Stack? It'll be a little, like, ah, oh, thing, and then it'll be fine. Uh, Robert Stack was in the Navy in World War II, an aerial gunnery officer. Uh, yeah, Elliot Ness in um, The Untouchables. Cool. He had a relaunch, you see. He had his career and it kind of started to go away. And then in that movie, 1941, they called him into service. And after that, he was in, because he was being a comedian then, something he had never done before. It was an airplane. Right. Oh, right. He was an airplane, 1980. And then he was in, you know, Joe versus the Volcano, Caddyshack 2, Beavis and Butthead to America, base, Basketball. Uh, all the hits. Oh. All the hits. Now, you know, I, I've mentioned this before. There was an interview with Robert, uh, Ernest Borgnine uh, in the AV Club, and he said that basketball was his least favorite movie, and he thought those guys were idiots. Yeah, I, I, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. There's a great clip where um, Ernest Borgnine is on Fox News, and he's, uh, he's a Fox and Friends, and he's saying something like, you know, my wife likes what I do. And they go, well, we don't want you to say it. And then he whispers it to the guy, but the guy has a microphone on, yeah. so you can hear him full of It's pretty awesome. And the, you know, the host is like, please stop, please stop. Uh, the only other thing about Robert Stack, he had a run on Falcon Crest. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so yeah, these are all familiar roles. I just keep thinking I know him from commercials. No, he was in a lot of commercials. I just didn't do the research on that. It seemed like, you see, oh, uh, well, like because hotel. I was expecting the internet would tell me that this was the voice on the Geico commercials. And right. so I found all his commercials he did, and I went through them and stuff. And I, this is the old footage, 1948. You're going to see a lot of African stuff. Now, is that in 2D? Yes, but they still put the colors in. It's It's not very... The internet claims that the old footage is tacked on and the 3D stuff is fake. So, not fake, it just looks cheap. Like, uh, it, there's a 3D in which you only do the colors, and then there's the 3D where right. you have the two cameras. And, you know, they can only do the colors. My, my favorite, or my least favorite part of 3D movies are the last 10 minutes, right? They're like, you remember this? You remember this? <laughs> you got 10 more minutes before the credits. There's more. Look at that fake footage, huh? Whoa. They look hungry, those hippos. 
but you <laughs> but you'll see he'll like shoot at one and fall off his canoe you see how they fake it uh-huh. he's in front of a screen a movie screen yeah and then suddenly there's some beach ball kind of his way oh no oh shit gators but that never pays off he just gets to the shore phew but why? Why not do it? You've got the alligators. They're going in the water. Just have a scene where he's like, thrash, thrash. Whoa, I made it to safety. Yeah, this just throw a couple of gators into the camera. Oh, shit. That's right. Want a devil. He doesn't and have a gun. He ate Peter Sellers. Look at him. He's the nicest lion you'd ever want to meet. There's no blood. <laughs> he was very petite. Made no chewing noises. Dipped his... Uh... Yeah, it's like he put uh, Peter Sellers to sleep. (laughs) Take a nice nap. He bit off a gun. Wow. So, you know, I never saw Jaws, but I imagine this is the plot. Okay, now we're back. Now we have the only scene of humor in this whole... They're, they're lighting fires. To, okay, here's a humorous scene, and I wish I had a laugh track to play for you. I think I will climb this cliff for no reason. Uh-oh. Oh, it's the nicest lion ever. Whoa. Wow, that's a fall. That would have been a great laugh track. Gilligan! <laughs> Gilligan. Oh, Gilligan's Island in oh. 3D. Oh, that's what they should have done. That would have been a big hit. So now, so now Skipper comes in and goes, Laddie, the Hindus are going. They're really this time going. And so Robert Stack once again will lay down the old, like, Kunta Kinte rap. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, walk, in, walk back and forth with them. Work. There's no lions. Oh yeah, look at him. Yeah. He shouldn't stand on the tracks like that. Listen, I have all these facts about the other actors, but who cares? Oh, it's the oh. nicest lion in the world gonna give you a hug. Look at the lion. He just ate some. Look at that little blood thing under his yeah. chin. He gave him a nibble. Yeah, a little love bite. They're fierce lions and their kisses make a little blood. He kissed me on the neck. Um, what a weird lion. I could tell you all about these actors and it's just not interesting, you know. Do you, do you have more about the director? Sure. He was. Uh, Did he make porno really... movies? In the... What? Did he make porno movies in the seventies? No, no. He died in eighty-seven. Uh, uh. His ego and personality were larger than life. Radio historian historian Joe Dunning wrote: "Few people were ambivalent when it came to Arch Obler. He was one of those intense personalities who were either liked or." Disliked with equal fire. Um, I wonder why he's disliked, because he's an asshole. <laughs> yes. He got Mae West banned. He did this radio show, and he gave Mae West all sorts of suggestive stuff. Not that she doesn't do that. She does. Right. 
So he really fed her, but he played it on, maybe it wasn't his fault. It played on Sunday just before the, um, right. <laughs> oh, I can't go to church now. I'm so riled up by that Mae West in you, I know. I would come uh, up and Milton see her Gunsberg, for sex. Uh, Milton Gunsberg turned his focus to independent producers, demonstrated natural vision, vision to Arch Olberg, producer and writer of popular Lights Out radio show. He was pressed enough to option it for his next film project. <laughs> he went on to make 12 of these. Nice. I'm sure they all made money. They're all B-movies. They played again, you know, double feature. So now he's making a deal with the Ugandan stereotypes and to help them, you know, like get the lion. And the thing is like, they're insisting on no guns because it's, that's won't bring honor to the tribe. They want to spear them. It's, it's part of their rituals and rites uh, of passage. So they're going to get a posse together of people who killed lions before. But with no guns. With no guns, just spears. Now look at the way he shakes his spear. It's obviously an actor. You know what I mean? Oh, they handed him a spear and go, go, go nuts. Well, he says, like, I'm stalking a lion. I'm stalking a lion. You'll see it from all of them. But it's, they give more natural performances when the lion assaults them. I'm walking trepidatiously. I'm bouncing. The middle of the day. The lion's just hanging out there. Yeah, Maybe. look how the nicest lions in the world. They're just great. Friendly. I'm late for my MGM audition. Wish me luck. <laughs> That's right. Casper, the friendly lion. <laughs> the friendliest lion. And his dick friend, uh, hot devil, little devil. Now, I especially hate this scene because these fierce lion hunters will basically have very frady cats and all scare. It's so stupid. It's adorable. Is this Jaws with the lion? Is this <laughs> whole 3D. movie about the lion? Remember Jaws 3D? Yeah, the whole movie's about the yeah. lion. I saw Jaws 3D in the theater in Montclair. Yeah. There was an arm floated in front of you. That was about the only good part. Was that the Claremont? Uh, probably. Yes. Look, I'm yeah, going in circles because I'm a nice lion. Are those white guys out? I mean, I don't think so. Uh, mm. Whoa! There's a second lion. Where the lion go? Run away! Oh, there's always a second lion. Run away! What a twist! Yeah, we're professionals. We never thought of a second line. But they dropped this movie's called "The One Devil." These are the yeah. brave men. Okay. Yeah, everyone's gonna. In fairness, they're the king of the jungle, not the kings <laughs> of the jungle. So I understand why they thought there's only one. <laughs> that is, yeah. If you're being fair. Being yeah. fair. But they're hiding their face in shame when they go past Robert Stack. Sorry, we're such pussies. My bad. So the Stack's gonna have to do it himself. 
well, Robert Stack kind of doesn't know what to do. And uh, it, we're going to have more back to work stuff. Like the African tribe we just saw, they're burying their dead. So he's like, let them bury their own dead. You bury yours. Back to work. This burying the dead scene is probably the best example of 3D animation I've seen in movies. It really looks like you're burying the dead. What do the kids love? They want to see people burying their dead. All right. <laughs> in 3D. Now, next we'll have uh, the greatest pompous voice of Parliament, so I think we should listen. It's the House of Commons. Robert Stack doesn't know what to do. He's tortured. I would like to ask the Colonial Secretary a question. Is it a fact that the building of the British Railway, financed by British capital, is being held up by two liars? <laughs> <laughs> Extra, extra. We didn't write an article, just the headline. <laughs> extra, extra. Print shop is now free on, on the new line computers. Extra, extra. Article, extra. This is a shocking yeah. state of affairs. We saw this in the opening. Oh, is this the monkeys? Here we go. Yeah. It's laughing. The last two minutes of laughing. Laughing. The last episode of laughing. Is it hot in here? Yes, Buck. Is it hot in here or is it V? Oh, this stuffed animal smacked to you. Look how they all like lay down. It's a massacre. Yeah, listen, man. When it's lion comes at you, that's it. You're done. You might as well lie down. <laughs> Look, now, lots of times a stuffed animal attacks the lion, but here he's got a stuffed animal in his... Look, see that dummy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't appreciate that. Took a lot of time making this movie. You come up with a storyline. Oh, you mean the mannequin dummy? Yeah, sure. Yes, that's right. So... Now we're basically getting like we're at a breaking point. He's trying to design the next bridge as if the lions don't exist. He's gonna Angus is gonna go to Mombasa to get help. They got 20 dead and, and it's been three weeks. They haven't 200 miles they've done and th for three weeks they haven't done one inch. Wow, it's in all the papers, the evening news. Right. <laughs> Now, for some reason, they're going to be digging up the side of a hill. It makes no sense. And it's clearly we're like mid-act two here because we're going to start meeting B characters and the, his wife is going to show. And he'll need that to get to the third act, you'll see. That's if right. this is good. The act three sounds great. Angus is drinking on the oh, no, he's not. It's malaria. He's taking malaria pills. Now look, why are they digging here? And look how the workers are really pretending. They're not doing a thing. What, what about the cameraman? <laughs> Strange angle. It I must think look really I good can. I think I can. I think I can. Woo, woo. Look how dangerous that side of the hill is. It's, uh, who's it? Who's it? the old action? We're just going to stand here for hours. 
was they, they missed the spot. Wow. Who was the name of the British train show that had Ringo Starr and uh, George Carlin in it? Thomas yeah. the train. Thomas. It was Thomas? Yeah. Oh. Fucking well, Thomas. Thomas. Thomas is a whiny ass train. Goodness, there's a train full of pompous Brits. <laughs> You'll see, they're all. Oh, I hope a lion. Hello yeah, there. Hmm. Oh. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Wife. It's Bridie. Are they married? They are married. Oh, yeah. Engaged? No, they're married. And they are very cold. Oh, I pretend you're the cook. Well, she, she is a lady in Africa right now. I mean, she's got she's to have every, every uh, I don't know. <laughs> Hello, wife. Hello, husband. He's not happy she's there, but he's at the same time, he is very happy to see her. It's weird. Her name is Alice. Okay, so now the pompous Brits will get the most ridiculous pretend dancing you've ever seen. Oh, good. Finally, a dance number. This movie's so bad. Look at this. He's having a picnic. How did they bring these instruments? Well, this is the orchestra that's mentioned in the credits, right? Wasn't there like a musical ensemble that got credited? Uh, maybe, and I didn't catch it. Uh, I probably have music done down here somewhere. Well, the credit was in 3D, Carl. You might have missed it. Right. It might have been like beyond you or below you or beneath you or above you or you're through it. This was a critical failure, and it should be. It really sucks, but it was a hit. Because of the actually, 3D? But it did lose money. It lost like $200,000, which was like uh, 200, maybe one point something. I don't know. Oh, not $2 million, but a lot. They lost a lot on this film in today's money, you know. So, but this film I always read about, like it was the first 3D movie. It caused to kick off the craze. I mean, I guess right. uh, it did. It House did. of Wax and uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon. Those are probably the famous 3D movies from the 50s. Well, yeah, I mean, it it took off from then, and they made 12 of these. As I I think I probably mentioned it. Uh, what's funny is the film was given code approval because they didn't have the ratings yet in 2D. Right. But it, the one in 3D had a kissing scene, um, and we'll see it later, like a kissing in 3D. You could really see the tongue. <laughs> you could not. Yeah. Between the old guy and Zach. <clears throat> so they just went to see a musical number. Yeah, and now they have to get dragged to the other tribe to see another one. They don't she like it at all. Uh, basically, all we're hearing here is pompous, pompous, and it reminds me of Carl and Mike's party machine. It's pompous bragging. When I was in India, we did blah, blah, blah. Now we have African dance mania, which is also reminds me of Carl and Mike's party machine. Pompous belligerence. I'm sick of this.
Now, this was all shot in 1948 on their excursion to Africa. Oh, they got girls this time. This is the pompous bragging I was speaking of. Oh. It's very funny how they're really standing in front of a 2D movie screen, pretending that they're there. They didn't have green screens, of course, but it's the same thing. Huh. Right? Am I right? Yes, Carl. Very insightful. Uh, do you think this movie played at a 3D uh, drive-in? Uh, no, I don't. I think it played in movie theaters. Um, okay, so now she's like, tell me about my husband. You've known him for six months. Tell me about my husband. He's like, lady. And he doesn't say anything. He's got, he's glad you're here. I'll tell you that, eh, lassie. We watched Broke Bear Mountain four times. I don't know why. Um, U.S. screenings of feature, um, it, it was released into theaters. It didn't go to a drive-in at all. Um, but I, I have it here somewhere, the theater releases. But it's not very in interesting. You know, do you think there was 3D movies at drive-ins? Sure. Yeah. I guess you could do that. United Artists bought the rights to Bawana Devil for half a million dollars and a share of the profits and began a wide release of the film. Um, there was a lawsuit, and it doesn't really matter. Other major studios started releasing their own 3D films. Warner Brothers adapted the natural vision process for House of Wax. Right. We well, you know two really good uh, 3D movies I've seen from the 50s is uh, Kiss Me Kate. They did oh, a. Yeah. So the, the stage itself has depth to it. So it's like uh -huh. you're in the theater watching it. And then That's Jerry, cool. Jerry Lewis and Martin, uh, Dean Martin had Money from Home which I saw in a movie theater in 3D. It was great. Okay. They're, they're gambling on horses. That's okay. money from home. Oh. <laughs> okay. You see the little kid there? He's introduced so that he can die later. What? From what? Lion? Yes. These lions eat children? <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> awful? The lion's on a diet? Can't eat a human? Kitty the full kid. <laughs> Can't go for the wee woods. So they're having dinner and they're doing a bunch of pompous bragging as Brits, you know, and the little kid right. is introduced and they're going to sleep in the train car. They brought their own sleeping quarters, essentially. And there's when they leave, it's going to be real awkward between husband and wife. You know, he's going to be like, he feels like a loser and she's going to be like, you never talk to me. What separate beds are they going to sleep in? No, they're going to be in the same bed, all right. Oh, really? Yeah. And everyone else is watching? No, no. This is 19... Uh... 1898. <laughs> oh, I guess yes. 1899, if six months have passed. Good night, child. Good night. You will die. You're yeah, going to become my 
like my pretend my child symbol soon. I'll think of you every time a lion eats somebody. <laughs> we'll keep your memory. We'll cherish your memory. Every time a lion eats somebody. <laughs> we'll start a foundation in your name. The <laughs> least we could do. What kind of film director is like, oh, all right, the kid's in, but he's got to be in by the lion. <laughs> I know movie making. Hi, it's your agent. Hi, did we get the part? Yeah, but uh, there is this one. Oh, you'll love it. It's it's out in location. Uh, there's some, some cowboy stuff. You, you get, get eaten by a lion. Okay, they need to know by Friday, so. <laughs> so now it's just the two of them, and it's going to be a lot of awkward husband and wife stuff, and they're going to go into the tent and... You know, he's going to be feeling sorry for himself and she's going to be like, well, yeah, but I love you. So who cares? And he's going to be like, okay, I'll stop being embarrassed. And then they kiss. They're making the fires for the lions, you know. Uh, fires for their loins. <laughs> yeah. I doubt the director was sharp enough. The director was very sharp, but I doubt that the script was, you know, trying to give us a the fire for their loins, you know. Oh, I saw the porn movie of this movie. Wanna fuck? But wanna, wanna do it? <laughs> All right, that's all. I wanna. I didn't take my Viagra. Okay, so this is a bunch of boring talk, and then they're gonna do it. You'll see the 3D kiss that got it not coded. Uh, March 1952, he was going to call it the Lion of Guru, footage and shot in Africa, filming to start in May. It was going to be a national vision. But then he overheard this new revolutionary 3D effect. And he no, no, this it. is, no, that was long, this was his big, this is, his plan's coming to fruition. He was gotcha. announcing he's going to make the move. This is shot in San Fernando Valley. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. yeah uh, you there's can see. A, there, okay. There's a place called the Paramount Ranch. It's in the Santa Monica Mountains. And, you know, it's San Fernando Valley. And there's a hiking trail named the Bawana Trail to denote the locations. Of this movie? Yeah. So you could go to Bawana Trail. That sounds like a LWAFL. Uh -huh. Road trip. trip. Yeah. Let's go to Hollywood and see where they shot uh, <laughs> oh, <Wanda Jeff>. Devil. <laughs> We've come a long way for this. <laughs> Almost there. Mm. That was the ranch Charles Manson is. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to the... kiss your eyeball. Oh, gee. Wait, yeah, that was the Manson ranch over there? Excuse me, uh, sir. Uh, we're going to Bawana, <laughs> Bawana Tramp. Bawana Devil. Look, like there's the kiss. Did you see? Oh, it's 3D. Yeah. Yeah. And so that got him banned. Oh, lion. Lion. He's like okay. Jason. That, now we're going to have the train car master, massacre, and it's so funny. Um, He's going to lick him. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have stuffed animals that they're going to be battling, you know. And, yeah, the nicest lion in the world. It, two nice lions are going to visit <laughs> fat Brit when they choreographed these these lion fights not one said why don't you move towards the camera or why don't you uh throw something at the camera or why don't you do <laughs> no 
Uh, what did I miss? Well, you came at the right time because we're going to have a massacre now with the nicest lions and they're going to fight stuffed animals. You'll see. So they go into the train and the train people are like, huh? And then they all like have a pillow fight. Tickets, please. Roar. Sir, if you don't have your ticket. Look at this nice lion. Hi. Uh, uh, furry thing. Oh. <laughs> oh. Skipper, Skipper. <laughs> oh no! Look out, Plushy. Mm, give him a hug, <laughs> sir. I'm going to ask you to leave FAO Swartz if you can't play with those stuffed animals nicely. Ay ay ay! Ah, just shake the doll around. No one will notice. <laughs> no one will see. Recognize. Rawr. Adorable. So scary. <laughs> okay, so you also missed that Robert Stack uh, banged his wife. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, she looks yeah. like she's. Uh, oh, she's contented. She is contented. She's fully dressed up to her neck, literally. It is 1952, but they kissed and they. He was kissing her eyes, and Mike will oh. tell you. Look, she's getting dressed as if she hasn't been wearing that all night. Safari walk of shame. <laughs> I love the beautiful, it's a beautiful walk. It's shameful, but it's beautiful out there. Good morning. Now we like each other again. And this guy goes, look, look how embarrassed she'll be. He's kissing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. 12 hours ago, these guys were eaten by lions. He goes, hey boss, hey boss, there's a train car massacre. There's stuff, stuffing is everywhere. Is that a treehouse? That's pretty cool. Yeah. You should put that on Airbnb. Oh, it's part of the anemones. Holy, oh, it's Mortimer Duke, dead. And his brother. Randolph Duke. So does this mean they get to ride for free? Yeah. They got their ticket punched. Hello. She's just taking a cab to the airport. There's mm -hmm. nothing everywhere. Get a dust back. <laughs> I got some news. The LIRR is delayed. That's news. <laughs> it's news if it's not delayed. Come on. The now look, just dad's like, dead. Yeah, dad is dead. So that means that um, Alice, our wife will get a baby substitute and the only reason she gets the baby substitute is so that it can be eaten later yeah they, the, the lion eats the kid in this movie spoiler and by spoil i mean this film <laughs> well he had to eat the kid fast because of spoiler alerts uh hey i did jump back on to tell you uh to get michael's joke book go to proudlyresents.com slash joke book slash joke book there you oh, go okay. Bring it, it right the, to the webpage. All my scale. finest broccoli jokes. I have broccoli jokes. I got tomato jokes in there. It's a wide variety of jokes in there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I, 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 I jump back and go back to work. I right, want to buy it. 
Okay, Adam. If you, if you see that extension cord, let me know, okay, for the radio. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you have a one track mind. <laughs> if he sees it, Mike, if he sees it. If he I sees see it. it. But I'll just sit here and work for four more hours. But you guys, and then I'll look for your thing. All right, thanks. Yeah, you should get to work first and then look for it. Oh, so they Carl, nice to see you. <laughs> Big <Yeah. time. laughs> same here, same here. I always like to see a Spiegelman. All right. He's going to miss the uh, last dramatic 20 minutes. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, this, okay, this, you asked me at the end of how is the film, it's like, okay, so she's like, we're going home. He's like, damn it, woman, I can't go home. You go home. And she goes, if you're not going home, I'm not going home. And then it's he, settled. They're going to fight the lions together. He married the Queen of England? <laughs> yes. Queen Elizabeth? <laughs> Goodness, Robert, what are you up to now? Yeah, uh, your majesty, I'm out here hunting lions, but oh, you're oh. And a husband be obsessed by a lion? I am in Africa. Um, she is uh, Alice, she's Barbara Britton, Film and television actress, best known for Western films opposite Randolph Scott, Joel McRae, and Gene Autry. We know that name. Two-year tenure as the inquisitive am amateur sleuth Pam North on the television radio series Mr. and Mrs. North. Look, I can tell you about all these actors, but it's very we never out of context. You know, it's interesting that we're talking about a lot of radio stars and producers in this that made this movie. Yeah. They're like, we hate television. <laughs> people so, can't, back before television, Carl, people would just sit around our, our, our furniture and listen to our radio show. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, television killed radio, but it killed film too. I don't know, it didn't kill film, but this helped bring film back. So now we have our full-on blown uh, child substitute. Okay, and she's got herself a son, essentially, uh, so he can get eaten. And he's a, he's adorable. We saw him naked. Yeah, they don't all have big ones. I was not even looking there. Oh, <laughs> well, kudos to you, Mike. Okay, basically, she's just doing more of it. She's going up there and going, Robert, take a break! Robert, get some ice tea. Look at you, you're all Robert, you're all red in the sun. Just like a Gap commercial. What they're allegedly doing. Once again, Mike, look at the guy in the blue turban behind. They're not working. You see how he's faking? He's not even hitting it. Right. It's, it's well, so funny. Ow. It's like to see it. Well, they're all from the theater, you know. You don't really dig on stage. <laughs> you get hurt the stage. You don't want to scruff those. Uh, you want to walk on those boards, not scruff them. Yeah. You know, the, the joke's on him because he really is probably tired from having to do that over and over. I know, even then, but he didn't do a single work. Like, he but didn't do it right. Might as well just do the work. Okay, so now the African tribe shows up and says, remember when we were stereotypes? Well, we're going overboard now. You guys brought the lions. They're devils, not lions. And the train brought them. And Robert oh. Stack is going to be mad, mad, mad. 
you think that there's a ring of truth to that, that the, the trains brought the lions? Well, it brought a food source for the lions. Yeah, right, like some fresh food. No, but they believe they're devils, spirits. They believe it's like a... Oh, the lions themselves are actual devil spirits. Right. They're, so, they're cute devil spirits. Cute now you're devils. gonna hear a lot of Swahili here. All right. And that's actually accurate in the Serengeti and Swahili. To Google Translate. Well, it sounds great, Carl. All right. Now this one is like the meanie, meanie, meanie one. And he's gonna throw a spear at him. All right, yeah, let's talk. <laughs> the film premiered under the banner of Arch O'Baller Productions, November 26, 1952. Twin engagement at the Hollywood Paramount Theater and the Paramount Theater in downtown Los Angeles. Open to the public the following day. Ooh, so it was like two separate theaters showing it and only yeah, like for the press. A double premiere, yeah. yeah. For one for the press and one for like all us cool guys who really made the film. Like Marilyn Monroe was there, but she was at one of the gatherings, not, not the other one. I went to the other gathering. <laughs> this guy was a B filmmaker. I'm sure Marilyn wasn't there. You see the spear? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the baby cries. You're making my baby. Okay, now it's a night of uneasy sleeping. She's not with Robert, that's why. Well, because, yeah, because that's right. She lives for him. But um, he's on Lion Sentry duty, you know. Oh, yeah. Lion Sentry. If you think the lions are bad, the mosquitoes, oh. They got malaria going around. Oh, that's right. You got to take those pills. Oh, I've got my own malaria pills. <laughs> <laughs> Uneasy sleep, uneasy sleep. Oh, this is terrible. Well, her sleep number was on four. Look, you're lying yourself. You're lying. You're lying. On the bed. Yeah. You're lying. I mean, on the on the bed. Okay, I'm stealing that. <laughs> How can I make that, that to a joke? Uh huh. People are gonna be like, I came here during COVID. Uh, risked everything to hear a night of comedy. Well, you got it, or I would be lying. Get it, lying? I would be a lion. <laughs> That's so funny. Thanks for, Thanks for coming. My wife always misunderstands what I say. You know, she doesn't let me finish my sentence. I walk into the room, into the bedroom, and I go, you're lying. She goes, what? I said, no, on the bed. Will you just let me finish my sentence? Never let you finish. Was, there was an Uncle Floyd joke where uh, Looney Skip Rooney comes on to the Uncle Floyd show and he goes, Floyd, Floyd, my uncle just got, as a zookeeper, and he just got fired from the zoo. Well, Looney Skip Rooney, uh, your uncle just got fired from the zoo? Yeah, he got fired for feeding the squirrels. Oh, feeding the squirrel, I don't see. To the lions! <laughs> okay, here comes Baby, who's now missing. And there's uh, lots of scary stuff in the jungle, like a like a non-poisonous poa constrictor <laughs> and a turtle that's turtle. running away. No, 
He's catching up to the turtle. It's too late. So now it'll be like baby's gone missing and then they go to find him and they just can't find him and things keep getting suckier and suckier. And then they'll have a whole search for the baby and then it won't be satisfying. They don't find him. They got to go to sleep without him. Really? What kind of shitty surrogate parents are they? Right. 